This podcast is here to educate on the power of sound, the possibilities of sound, and the accessibility of sound and marketing to all brands, both big and small. Sound marketing is a great way to break through the noise that visual marketing creates. This podcast breaks down what has happened, is happening, and insights on what's happening in the future. But the biggest takeaway is that you can be a company of one or a company of a thousand. Sound marketing is accessible and affordable for us all. My name is Gina, and I'm head of audio at Dreamer Productions and Stage Ham Entertainment. I create sound identities for companies, brands, individuals, and events. I've been in the music industry since 2003 and have worked on a ton of different projects in traditional and new media. During my time of self-discovery, I've realized something very important. The landscape of everything in this world is changing and evolving at a ridiculously fast rate. In order to thrive, we have to understand a little bit of everything, and that's how I came upon my self-led marketing and advertising education. I realized that my knowledge and passion for music and sound plays a huge part in what's happening in marketing, and that what I have to offer is valuable far beyond my own small footprint. In the past, sound was underutilized and pretty much ignored in marketing. However, the tides are turning and it's becoming more and more prevalent every single day. With the huge focus on voice-activated technology, AI, AR, and even the rise of podcasting, it is clear that if you don't have a unique voice, you will be lost in the ever-increasing noise. But here's the great news. Because of the never-ending, always-increasing forms of digital media and online advertising possibilities, we have more opportunities than ever before to make ourselves heard and be creative in defining our unique sonic identity. And that's exactly what I talk about in my episodes. So come on over for a bit and let's explore this fascinating new frontier together. Today's episode is about thinking differently about how you market yourself and your brand. Pandora started something in January that I find really fascinating, and it's called Pandora Stories. I've linked the article link in the show notes. And basically from what I understand from it, it's it's like a cross between... MTV behind the video segments and watching the commentary of a movie. They have a partnership with SiriusXM Radio and they use the artists from SiriusXM to do a little bit of a behind the scenes take on how they came up with the song and what their inspiration was and all of those fun things that some of us really love geeking out on. And so they utilized these artists played the entire track, which that's another element of this kind of thing that you don't normally hear. You might hear like a little segment of the song and then somebody talking about, you know, how they came up with it. But it's apparently playing the entire song and the artist will talk over it and explain the premise. I think Pandora is doing a lot of really cool experiments and, you know, generally I I just want to share one article per episode, but um, I had to share another one. So another thing that Pandora is doing, and this actually was more recently than the Pandora Stories, is that they created their own Sonic logo. And originally, I wasn't really a fan. I heard about it, and I listened to it, and I was like, okay, well, there's nothing wrong with it. But how do you define one sound that defines all different musicalities that are over their whole platform? The the Sonic logo that I heard was very upbeat and peppy and like kind of poppy and stuff, and I was like... Well, that doesn't really reflect, you know, their grunge rock artists or their classical artists. It doesn't reflect their podcasters. So I made a comment on LinkedIn 
uh, kind of shared it and everything. And I actually got in contact with Steve Keller, who is Pandora's new sound strategist. And I got the pleasure of talking to him for about 30 minutes or so on the phone. And, uh, you know, I, I, I drink the Kool-Aid now. He kind of explained that this was like the first of a rollout of, I think he said, five different Sonic logos. And the premise is that they're all built off of the foundational logo that they have for Pandora. So um, from that inspiration, they bridged off five different elements, but they all kind of come from the same foundation which is really cool. I haven't heard the other four yet, but um, I really appreciate that because I was really curious. I was kind of scratching my head, like how how do you define an entire musical catalog? So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear the other rollouts to see how they put these all together because it makes sense. It's important to have a, a Sonic logo that represents your entirety, but when you have a situation like this, you have to fudge it here and there. It'll be exciting to see what they came up with. But basically, it's a rollout of an assortment of different sounds all based around a central concept. And the central concept was built upon their visual logo of the P with lots of colors in it and all of that stuff. All this to be said, I'm really impressed with what Pandora is doing and what they're trying to do. I'm very excited that they are experimenting, you know, kind of throwing some stuff at the wall and see what sticks. You know, in this day and age, you got to do a little bit of that. And company like Pandora, you've got a little bit of capital behind it. So might as well utilize that, right? I'm actually surprised that Spotify hasn't done this yet. I've heard that they are working on stuff. They're they're working on things under the radar, but they just haven't released anything publicly. But I'm just kind of surprised because I, I kind of foresaw Spotify as a stronger player than Pandora. But um, I'm also lear- learning that they're actually two very different platforms, which um, I was not aware of. I kind of thought that they were both functioning the same way. I even found out that Pandora is going to be available on Waze pretty soon, um, according to the article. Not sure how that works, but I'm excited to hear more. What I've been working on is a short film that I just finished. One of the first questions that I asked was, uh, are you in love with the temp music? Because she had specific spots for you know her temp music. And, you know, you, you want to know before you start crafting things, like, how in love are they? Did they just throw something in there or are they really, really set on the sound that that created? What you want to hear is, oh, you know, I didn't really put much thought into it and all that stuff. So then you've got all this creative um, opportunity. And so I heard back from her and she goes, oh, I absolutely love it. I'm like, great. Okay. So I had to approach it slightly differently. You can still be creative when you're following a, a structure that's already been put in place, but it it is limiting to a certain extent. So I kind of took on the approach that I do with Sonic Branding and took these, I think there were five temp tracks that we were working off of. I had to sit back and say, okay, what is the essence of this track? What is it that she loves so much? So I, I listened to them as a whole and I listened to them individually to try and like pick it apart. So that's kind of what I did. I just I was like, okay, well, I, I feel like she really likes the flow of this rhythm. Um, these instruments fasc- These instruments fascinate her. You know, it was a very somber, melancholy sound, very ambiatic, that sort of thing. And so from kind of extracting those elements, I was able to put together my own take, not necessarily on those artists, but my take on the effect of the music that it had on that director. 
I kept certain factors like certain rhythms and certain instrumentation, but it really, it kind of turned into my own, my own cues. And the result was like amazing. (laughs) What ended up happening was I was trying to base each of these scenes on like a thematic idea. So like she had one temp track was in like five or six different cues. So what I tried to do was create one cue with like five different slight variations depending on what was happening in the scene. And um <laughs> and so anyways what ended up happening was she listened she's she was listening to my music and we got to the almost the end of the project and she said, you know, you've gotten it to the point where I can't even listen to it with the temp music anymore because the temp music doesn't fit. I just want your stuff now. So that was really exciting to hear. It's kind of like the 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 worst way to start off a project to find out that they're in love with the temp music and the best way to end it with saying, yeah, you totally sold me and I'm not interested in the temp music anymore. I like your stuff. So that was super cool. But I feel like it really sped up my process thinking of it as a brand, as uh, a sound identity of sorts. Because it had to, it had to work for this project itself. So I looked at the film like a brand, and it worked so smooth. And I just, I feel like I got past a lot of roadblocks that I would have hit if I hadn't have done it this way. I'm really excited for for this one to go through the festival circuit and be released so that I can share it with everybody because it was a lot of fun, and it was a lot of fun working with a lady director. That was really cool. So I did some research on statistics for podcasting and kind of the audience and the loyalty and all that stuff. And so uh, I've I've put some links uh, in the show notes, but I just wanted to share a few that I found very interesting. 50% of all U.S. homes are podcast fans. 32%, 90 million, listened to a podcast in the last month. 22%, which is 62 million, listened to podcasts weekly. 56 of podcast listeners are male, meaning it's pretty much even in the demographics. Podcast listeners subscribe to an average of six shows, and they listen to an average of seven different shows per week. 88% listen to most or all episodes. 79% listen immediately. 55% listen within 24 hours. And the big takeaway to me is 61% of listeners made a purchase resulting from podcast ads. So I I wanted to I wanted to list that because um, if you're into marketing and you're trying to figure out, you know, how how do we fit in here? How do we how do we work this landscape? Is it really that important? Because 61% sounds really high to me. And it sounds even higher to me because you're able to target so clearly, so much more clearly than anything else. Because if you find, let's say, some podcast about recipes for Instapots <laughs> and you have some sort of accessory that goes with Instapots, you find this podcast that's about a specific thing and you either know or you don't know that it fits your demographics. And then 61% of those listeners make a purchase based off of those podcasters' recommendations. That sounds super, super defined. And it, it, it sounds like a no-brainer on your marketing spend. You're going to get your money back. If you target the right podcast, you're going to get your money back, you know, if you have a good product. And this is a specific example of where your visual brand identity has no effect whatsoever. With the amazing targeting possibilities that 
podcasts provide, shouldn't every brand be at least trying to find their niche? I mean, if nothing else, let's start some research. And I'm sure a lot of companies are, but it, it just seems like a no-brainer to me. This is this is easy money, in my opinion. And since I'm kind of on the kick on podcasts, uh, I've wanted to share also the diversity in podcasters and different podcast episodes and seasons and all of that stuff. I joined a Facebook group or several recently of other podcasters just to get kind of ideas on how I formulate my podcast and how I edit other people's. It was interesting because there's so many different kinds of people that are putting out podcasts so many varied artists. And I use the word artist lightly because some of them are not and they wouldn't consider themselves artists. They're purely doing their podcast because they see the value of having a presence vocally for their product or service. I call all of these people so, so brave because they see the value in being out there, but they aren't in their comfort zone. Some of them are, but a lot of them are not. But they're doing it. They're trying it. They're see- they see potential. They see what's coming in the future and they want to be a part of it. And that's brave. That's really, really awesome. And a lot of these podcasters are just Joe Schmo. And I find it funny that they see this, they're putting themselves out there, they're making a presence um, sonically. And there's some big companies that haven't jumped on the bandwagon yet. So I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. My personal opinion is that these people will see a return on investment. What that looks like will be different to everyone, but they are moving into a market that is exploding. They're creating a way and they are creating their voice and it's super inspiring. And I just feed off of that every time I get into these groups of people. Even for me, I've been sound in music for a long time and I even tried vlogging before baby number two happened and it was uncomfortable. I'm still, you know, with the vlogging, it wasn't quite right for me. And this is still slightly uncomfortable. I want everything to be perfect before I start recording, and that's not realistic. I just need to do it. It's not going to be perfect, but I'm doing it. I know that I have something to say, so I'm at least going to try. This podcast is for you, so please let me know if there's anything in particular you've been curious about. Don't be afraid to be vague or even of talking in incomplete sentences. I get it. It's new and ever-changing. That's why I'm here to help bridge that gap between traditional marketing and this whole new way of thinking. My goal for this podcast is to pique your interest or possibly even blow your mind. Let's think outside the box at what is hovering all around us, sound. It's powerful, it's engaging, it's us. I'd love to hear your thoughts, so please drop me a line, connect with me on LinkedIn, follow on Facebook. Let's travel this road together. If you need help in developing what your sound and marketing landscape may look like, Don't hesitate to reach out and let's brainstorm together. Have a great week and we'll talk again soon.